Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Welcome back to Unlimited Horizons, the podcast by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Bizzuto. I'm so excited to be here hosting another guest today. Every week I get to talk to these amazing women from within the IEW community and hear their stories, hear their tips and, and get advice and input from them so that other women don't face such big obstacles in their journeys. So today I'm talking with Vihil Vigil and she has an incredible story to share. So Vihil is oh, the CEO. You. <laughs> CEO of Empowerment Empire LLC, and we're going to learn more about how that came to be and what that is. Vihil, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Um, to kick, so us, kick us off with just a, a quick introduction of sort of, I know you have, we have, we have a long story to go through, um, starting back to when you entered the Navy at age 17, but can you share, share a little introduction with us before we kick this off? Yeah, sure. So um, I recently was writing a uh, a response to a reporter's inquiry, which is super exciting about getting Empowerment Empire some more um, visibility. And she was like, so who is the Hill Vigil? And my response really is, honestly, I am a small town girl who um, never let obstacles or adversity hold me back. And I was always looking for almost that next adventure. You know, I joined the Navy at 17 and I left my small little town and and sort of have gone back over the years to that small town. And but, you know, really, it was felt this calling to reach out into the world and, and see what I could do and see how I could spread my wings. And there was, you know, there's always lots of fear along the way, but I just for some reason, you know, had this push behind me. You know, no matter what would happen, just to keep growing and keep building and keep trying to help uh, to bring other women along with me, um, you know, especially being a single mom now, um, you know, uh, you know, now I'm, I'm bringing, you know, this, this idea of, uh, you know, anything is possible, you know, um, the, the land of impossibility is designed to be cracked and, and broken apart because, you know, if you, if you dream it, then start to see it and start to make it come true. Yeah. So, I love how you I refer to yourself. Um, and this, this was written in, in the stuff you sent over, but you say, essentially, I am just a small town girl who found her way <laughs> in this world and refused to let difficulties and tragedies hold me down. And because of that, my goal is to inspire other women to continue per- pursuing their dreams, no matter what life has dealt them as a, exactly. as a, another small town girl, I appreciate this very much. Um, and, and I love that you, you've overcome so much and you use, you use what you've been through to now help others. And I, I find that truly, truly inspiring. So let's, let's go back a little ways. So you joined the Navy when you were 17, um, why the Navy and, and can you talk through that, that experience? Yeah. So, um, my grandfather was in the Navy and several of his brothers were also Navy um, so my, my dad's side of the family was Navy and my mom's side of the family was mostly Army. Um, and I had an aunt who was in the, a great aunt who was in the Air Force. Um, 
but I just, I've always had this super attraction to my grandfather. He was like, you know, my hero when I was a little kid growing up. And uh, when he passed away, then my dad, you know, was more my hero. And um, it just, it, it always seemed like that's the route that I wanted to go. Um, I wanted to get money for college and travel the world. And I wanted to do it on a boat. And, you know, we, we've always been sort of water people. And, you know, I was driving, you know, my parents had a, had a speedboat when I was like a, a teenager and, you know, I started by driving that. And so I thought I, I could certainly do this. I don't ever get seasick, thankfully. So, you know, hopefully I was, you know, going to spend my time on a ship and I, I did. So that was sort of the, the motivation. Yeah. And one of the things you shared, so I think to put some context here, you say in your, your bio that you're five foot two and that you were yeah. steering- and controlled the engine speed during underway replenishment of fuel coming in and out of ports during wartime missions. And I, yeah. I find that incredible, right. As a woman to be in what is often thought of as a man's world. Um, I, right. just, I love that. Thanks. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was, it was a converted ship. So our ship, it was a, a DD 992 destroyer, the USS Fletcher. And um, it was, you know, about three, a little more than 300 crew members on board the ship and they had just converted it, you know, uh, maybe, you know, 10, 20 years before I got there to have women on board the ship. So there was only about 35 of us um, on board the ship and all of the rest were men. And um, it definitely, yeah, it was quite the experience. I thought to myself, I, the reason why I went for, you know, becoming a master helmsman is because in the, the job that I initially had, um, I was like, needle gunning the deck of the ship and painting the side of the ship. And I thought, I got to do something else. This is, this, this is starting from the bottom up. That's for sure. Um, and then, you know, I started researching and finding out how could I be in the know? Cause I always like to be in the know. And, you know, if, if I were to obtain this qualification as a master helmsman, and I say now master helms woman, um, then I would be on the bridge surrounded by the captain and the commander and the navigator and all the officers and I would be in the know and I wouldn't have to be needle gunning the the hard deck of the ship. Um, And so, you know, I've always been a fairly good student, like I'm a super bookworm. And so I was like, I could pass this test. And so I learned everything that I needed to learn. And I became one of the first ones on the ship that, yeah, I I was, I was only like 17, 18 years old. Um, and, you know, of course, under the guidance, you know, of the leadership that was, you know, very close to me, but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool, you know, drive, you know, left hand on the steering wheel and right hand on the throttles. And it was an amazing experience. It's something that, you know, that I try to share with my little girl and she's just like, you know, I took her to, we were in San Diego and I took her to the shipyard and showed her what a destroyer looks like. And she was just like, wow, like that, that's, you know, almost five, 600 feet long ship. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could parallel park that baby too. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. So something you just Thanks. shared that I want to touch on is the, and I think this, this is so relevant to women and their career journeys is the being in the know. So you're doing a job and, and often we, we get these jobs and we kind of go along and we do our thing, but if you want to move to a position where you're in the know, figure out how to do that, figure out what it's going to take, whether it's a certification or a, a course you have to pass or a promotion of sorts. But when you, when you reach those positions of where you're in the know and you're invited into the room, when you're invited into the conversations and you can help drive the yeah. ship, 
that that's where you can have, you can make such a big impact. Um, and yeah, personally, I always found when, when I'm in the know, when I'm invited into those conversations, when I'm leading the journey, you can, you can help foster more sense of where are we going, right? What's the long-term strategy? How are we going to get there? Um, so if you're trying to climb the corporate ladder or move to a new position, figure out how to be part of that, that core group that's making decisions. That's literally driving the ship in your case, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I always say that, you know, I was a born project manager, um, because when, you know, when I had that journey in the military and then, you know, when I got out into my corporate career, um, you know, the University of California actually sent me to a project management boot camp, definitely diff- much different boot camp than I had experienced before, for sure. Um, but it was, it, it was about finding the path to get from A to Z. And I talk about this all the time in my power planning mastermind for women that I now teach. It's one of our signature programs here at the Empowerment Empire is that if you, if you know where you want to go, then all you have to do is reverse engineer how to get there. You know, like I did on the ship, we were in Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, and we needed to go to Australia and we needed to get there by a certain day and time. So let's map out the direction. Let's, let's plot out the speed. Let's make sure that we know exactly where we're going and how fast we need to get there and what we need along the way and, you know, prepare for obstacles and go, you know, and I think that one of the, the obstacles that so many women face, and I know that I have faced in the past, is you you will plot your journey and then you don't go. And um, so it's also really having the encouragement of, you know, your peers or your support system of a coach or someone to help you, you know, make sure that you're hitting the throttle, you know, that you, you know, you, you could plan for all these amazing things, but if you don't actually start your journey, you don't take that very first step. And it's, you know, it's going to prove quite difficult to actually get to your destination. We're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with eBooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. I, I love your example of reverse engineering um, because we, I, I talk about this a lot, right? I'm, I have a financial finance and accounting background. And so often it's like, yeah. okay, what numbers do we want to hit? And how do we, how do we get there? Like, um, but you can do this in so many different places in your life of, okay, yeah. this is my goal. And how can I, how can I build a plan that's going to get me to that goal? What do I need? What are the exactly. kind of work backwards to what are the things, what are the milestones that need to be hit? But you touched on something really important and that's taking the first step, because I think we can dream really big and we can set really big goals, but then we go to take that first step and we second guess it. We, we there's the, that's where like the. Right 
the self-doubt and the imposter syndrome and the confidence, like all of that can be really overwhelming. Um, and, and you talked about support systems. I think it's having like the coaching and the accountability and and those types of resources are, can be really powerful for a woman to, to take that first step. Yeah. I, um, was talking with a client of mine last week and she's in a new relationship and she's also going through this transition. You know, I, I help women get through a lot of big transitions. And I said, well, have you sat down with this new person that you're dating to, to share with them what you're doing? Because you have brought them into your life. So you need to let them know what your life is all about. Um, and, you know, e- even if you'll get those weird sideways looks, from your family members or for your friends or from, you know, those who aren't like us, those who aren't like crazy entrepreneurs and, and explorers and, you know, still share with them to say, you know what, on this date, I'm starting this journey. And if I'm unavailable, this is why. And if you want to support me, here's how you can support me, but I am doing this. And I just want to let you know so that you could cheer me on. And it's, it's recruiting, you know, a cheer squad. It's recruiting supporters, um, even if they don't quite understand what it is that you're doing, because when you try to go at it alone, right, the, the fears come up, the imposter syndrome come up, you're like, well, maybe I should not be doing, maybe I should be doing laundry instead of working on this project, you know, and it, it's making that commitment to yourself and then sharing it with those around you so yeah. that, you know, that it, it makes you more accountable when you are not trying to operate in a silo. Um, you know, you got to talk about what it is that you're doing and, and you'll be pleasantly surprised at the support that you get. Um, and, you know, that's, that's why I started several of the Facebook groups that I participate in is because I needed that support system and it just yeah. wasn't naturally around me. So yeah. I started, you know, the Latina entrepreneurs, Jefas Unidas. Um, I started the Empowered Woman by the Empowerment Empire so that these two groups, and then of course I join a ton of others, but it's, it's a support system. It's like I, I went searching for my tribe so that I would be able to, you know, put something out there. Hey, I'm starting this new project. Please, you know, shoot me over some good vibes. And then you get like, you know, a hundred comments going, yo, you can do this, you know, and yep. those things really matter. You really help they do. keep you. Going. They do. I think that one, one consistent theme I hear a lot, especially from entrepreneurs is that it can be a very lonely journey. If you're, if you're a solopreneur, you're launching something on your own, your family may call you crazy. Your friends may call you crazy. (laughs) You may not. I I love the example you gave of, of actually telling your partner, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is how I need you to support me. We don't always get that support, right? They don't always get it. And so going out and finding your tribe, finding the communities where I often talk about like finding our circles and finding circles where you're not feeling like you're standing on the outside, like trying to poke your way in, but you actually like, it's a warm, open, welcome, receptive audience. Yep. Yep. It's a, it's a kumbaya of your sisters, you know, and you don't have to explain your, your oddities. Everybody already gets it because they also have those, those awesome oddities. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that sometimes we, we get, we get hung up on the, well, it has to come from my friends, right? It has to come from my families, but friends and family, they can be very supportive, but they're not always going to be. And when you can find the people who are like-minded and kind of following a similar path, I think 
that's often where the, the really amazing support comes in. Um, so, so you, um, at some point decided to, to go out and launch your own business. Um, tell us about, tell us about what you're doing with your business. Sure. So, um, I started the business by, you know, I, I went through some very dark times in my life. Um, you know, I experienced, um, domestic violence and, Basically, that cost me my career with the University of California, which I love very dearly. And at that point, I was just like, uh, I don't even know who I am anymore. Um, so like through therapy, through finding other coaches, you know, this is definitely a long story made super short, is that um, I found my power again in this therapeutic process. And so I thought, well, I want to help other women do this. So let me start a business called Therapeutic Empowerment. So that we can share therapeutic modalities and, you know, help one another rise back up to find our power again. But I didn't really know how to do that. So I, but, but I did really know how to cook. And so I thought to myself, okay, what can I do to surround myself with women entrepreneurs who had established businesses um, and, you know, and get them to talk about their experiences. And I thought I'll do a luncheon and I'm going to call it a power luncheon because we're going big. And so um, one, you know, my friend had a beautiful co-working space and um, she, you know, let me use her space, which also consequently had a kitchen. And so, um, you know, I made this beautiful plant-based Latin meal for people and um, invited like five women to speak and they all accepted. So I just started these power luncheons where, you know, I would invite the community to come. Um, we would have a meal together and then these women would basically have a platform to talk about who they are, what their journey was like. And, and then they would, of course, get to talk about their services or their products. And so I started doing this. So really, so I could learn how to, how to you know, start and grow an organization myself. Um, and then like through that journey, I, I kept getting requests. When are you going to do the next power lunch? When are you going to do the next brunch? Because sometimes it was brunch, sometimes it was lunch. Um, and it just took off. And so today we continue to do the power luncheons. The next one is going to be, and now they are business women of diversity power luncheons because they really want to have a big blaring sign that we want women of all walks of life coming. And, you know, as a Native American and Latina woman myself, I want to make sure that, you know, I, I say that we are a safe space for all people, um, you know, particularly folks of color. And, um, you know, so October 14th is going to be our next one. Um, and then during that process of these amazing uh, conversations with these women leaders, I thought to myself, these are compelling stories. Like, I don't want to lose these stories. So I thought, I'll just start a magazine. <laughs> so, so then Magistra Magazine was born. Magistra is Latin for woman teacher. Um, and, uh, you know, as a Latina, as a Spaniard, um, you know, we have Latin roots. And so I've got a, like a lot of tattoos in Latin. Um, and a lot of things that I do, I use like that sort of a tagline to make it unique and personal. And so those stories were then being placed into Magistra magazine and featuring these women business owners. And now it's a women's empowerment business publication. Um, okay. You know, and so we've got, you know, these power luncheons where women can verbally talk about and tell their stories. Now we have Magistra magazine, which is printing these stories every quarter. We're about to do our eighth issue um, here in fall. And then from there, of course, we started, we wanted to continue reaching women online. 
and the power lunches were in person. So then we started the International Women in Business Mastermind. And that happens now twice a month where we have one woman coming on to a program, you know, similar to this, where we talk about her expertise, her story, where she came from, where she wants to go. And then she, uh, she shares her expertise and gives an education or a training piece. Um, and from, you know, eventually through all of this experience, I finally felt that, okay, I think I'm ready to now start actually working in therapeutic empowerment, you know, cause we've got the lunches and power lunches and the magazine and the masterminds. And so now I'm right. What I'm doing now is I'm going back to doing more one-to-one in group women's empowerment business coaching. I got certified as a certified holistic health coach. Um, and I talk oftentimes about how you can't expect to have a healthy business if you don't have a healthy mind and you don't have a healthy body. Yep. Um, you know, so I still share my plant-based Latin recipes, you know, my vegan pozole cannot be beat. It's so good. Um, amazing. You know, and, yeah, <laughs> now I talk about, you, know, you got to drink all your, you know, half your weight in ounces of water. So, so we try to infuse health and wellness, physical health and mental wellness into all of our business related programs as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is so important. I I'm a firm believer that no matter where you're at in your career, or what you're trying to do, you have to, you have to be mindful of kind of these what IAW call them pillars, but like health and well-being is one. Exactly. And that's, that's how are you taking care of your body? Um, financial wellness. Like there's, there's so many different things that come together. And yeah. if you want the, the kind of the, the true picture of success is when you have a balanced orb of everything. Right. I don't, I don't know that right. work-life balance. I think there's a lot more integration we do than complete balance. But if, I mean, there's, yeah. it, it sounds cliche, but if you don't have your health, right, you don't, you, you don't have anything else. And so really being mindful of oh, yeah. how, how are we caring for kind of everything versus just piece by piece. Oh, exactly. I, I mean, it, you can certainly attest to, and I know that, that, you know, your listeners will also agree with this is that when you're not feeling good, when you are, and it's not just physically, but if you are mentally not in a great space, you're not working hundred percent. You're not producing you know, you are not your awesome 100% self and you can't, you can't put less than, you know, your, your best foot forward in the world, especially as entrepreneurs, you know, you sometimes as hard as it may be, you have to take those, those important breaks. Sometimes if you don't work them into your regular schedule, then it's going to cause you to have to take a longer, more extensive break at some point in time. I, I share with my clients, let's work on you know, because we, we talk about time blocking and we talk about strategizing and, and project management for life. But what we also really um, emphasize is, you know, we are not meant to, to focus more, to hardcore focus more than 45 minutes at a time. So let's do this. Let's do 45 minutes of super hyper focus on this amazing task and make it great. And then let's give ourselves 15 minutes of break time. Let's let our minds rest. Let's let our bodies you know, rejuvenate, get up from your desk, go walk around outside, drink a big old glass of beautiful water and, you know, try to constantly keep that ebb and flow happening um, so that you're not forced to take a longer break when you really don't want to because you're so exhausted. Right, right. I love that. Well, Vihel, I loved learning more about your journey and and what the, the work you do to support women. I think it's amazing for our listeners today. We will link up to where you can connect with Vihel in our show notes so you can go 
connect with her through her website on social media. She's very active, has lots of platforms for you to, to reach her. Um, but definitely yeah. check out her power lunches, check out the magazine, go explore. There's, there's some amazing empowering support that she offers. So I, I encourage Thank everyone you. to go check you out. Um, as we wrap up here, any, any final words of advice or, or things you want our listeners to hear? Yeah. Um, if you are wanting to accomplish that next thing, or you want to really explore that next idea, first thing I always tell my clients and the women in my circles is write it down. Grab one of your kids' markers or grab a Sharpie and write it down and put it in front of your face so you can see it every single day. Um, Because if you're going to have these dreams and these thoughts, they were put there for a reason. And if you feel compelled to pursue them, then you absolutely deserve to pursue them. Um, So write the things down that you want to accomplish and start working through the steps to make them reality and then get your team on board to help you take those first few steps to get you going because you can certainly do it. You just have to, you know, plan for it and start taking steps to get there. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for for joining us on the podcast today and thank you to everyone who listened in. I hope you all have a great day and we will see you back here again next week. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.